Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, another interesting week in professional wrestling. We found out that Drew McIntyre is out with COVID. The speculation of Jay White uh, possibly leaving New Japan Wrestling continues to become more and more intriguing with him not being on the new uh, beginning cards that happened at the end of the month. We had the de- debut of MSK, which is the former uh, team from Impact Wrestling, known as the Rascals. And uh, we've had a really solid women's match for the NWA Women's Championship, not the uh, AEW title. So, uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Good, good. Hey, um, you know, I watched the shows yesterday, AEW and uh, NXT, and it wasn't like, oh, my God, these were blowaway shows, but they were just really good, enjoyable shows. And it's nice to watch that. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have good, enjoyable shows to watch. So thought one of the best women's matches they've had, AEW had on TV in a long time, which kind of tells you more about the state of the women's division, which we'll talk about at some point. But, yeah, looking forward to talking uh, wrestling with you this week. Absolutely. And uh, before we forget, you can always check us out online on Twitter at Workshoot Pod and also on Instagram, which our sister podcast, You Don't Know Jackie, uh, one of their hosts, uh, Jackie Endy, uh, takes care of putting up uh, some of our interesting conversations on our Instagram account every week. I'd like to thank her. And of course, check out that podcast, which we'll talk about more as the podcasts go on. But uh, Jay, the biggest story of the week, I think by far, much would you like to go and talk about, you know, the future of Jay White, Ricochet, and possibly others, has got to be the WWE champion, the guy who they hope is the future. Drew McIntyre is out for, you know, at least the next 10 to 14 days as we get ready for the go-home, you know, last couple episodes of Monday Night Raw for the Royal Rumble and Goldberg as you get ready to drink a very interesting-looking beer there, which will let us know which that is momentarily. But Drew McIntyre is out with COVID. And uh, I think that makes this a little bit different than, you know, some of the other cases of like AJ Styles and Renee Young and some other people, WWE went and let us know. And they let one of their biggest stars, Drew McIntyre, actually get on the microphone and say, he has COVID, wear a mask. It's important. It's basically the first time since this all happened, the WWE actually acknowledged COVID exists. AEW, you know, we've learned over time, you know, Nick Jackson and Jericho, other people, people have had it. We may have not found out right away. They've at least acknowledged it, you know, that this virus is something that is going on in this world. But WWE took the first step of actually, you know, acknowledging on TV with their product, this thing exists. Yeah. I mean, Jericho's a little bit, I think, of a COVID truther. But, um, I got you. but I didn't know AJ Styles had it. I mean, which is whatever, HIPAA, you don't need to know that people had it. It's been March, right? It's been March since we've known about this. This is the first time the WWE is mentioning to the fans, put on a mask. It's a good idea, but they try to make it like it didn't exist. And then there's all these problems in NXT in terms of the wrestlers coming back, uh, not necessarily like the show, but in terms of the training, because there's a bunch of guys there who have COVID. They only test once a week. so WWE, we, we know they've been a complete disaster with, with COVID and the protocols and the 
COVID truthers and all this stuff from the beginning. Um, but they had their baby face. You know, and that's the other thing that's gross about this. They could have had anybody talk about this. Anybody who's gotten it over the past, you know, have any everybody who, who has gotten it, have them do a little clip saying why it, it's important, why you should stay safe, why you should wear a mask. They could have had a whole campaign months ago about it. So it, it's, I mean, it's, it's gross that it took them this long, but I'll acknowledge that I at least did it. And, you know, Drew very much put it over, said you got to wear a mask, it's important. You know, I don't have any symptoms, but it's out there. And, and so he sounded like he did a pretty good job with it from what I heard. And uh, hopefully, obviously, he's doing okay and, you know, things of that nature. Um, so, yeah, but it's just, just WWE is ridiculous. Now, we've heard from people like Sean Rossap, who's been on top of this, that this could be the beginning of a lot of other things coming out uh, for a tough week with WWE. I mean, there's other people who have said, you know, if you haven't seen someone for, you know, the last week or two and they're just not putting it out because, you know, maybe they're not a champion and the people you saw working double duty on the show, you saw, you know, the tag team match between Miz and Morrison against Keith Lee and Sheamus. And then you wound up having Sheamus versus Keith Lee right after it. This is what happened the first time we had the big spread. You saw people. I guess they said there were people backstage who didn't get used and they were pissed about it. So I don't, I don't know that that was COVID related or, we don't believe in any of these people related. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but you, but yeah, you're you're definitely. When we we didn't see Austin Theory for a while, we're like, what happened to him? It's like, oh, yeah. you know, well, so, that might be some other stuff too. But <laughs> maybe some maybe some other stuff too. But you know, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, like, I'm not gonna not spreading rumors here or anything, but you know, we haven't seen you know Oscar, we haven't seen Io Shirai, you know, in a couple of weeks. You know, other people we haven't seen. So you wonder if it's just like an Io Shirai, they're just selling the injury angle from Mercedes Martinez. Or if maybe, you know, she might have been in contact with somebody like Thunder Rosa when it's come to AEW. That's the reason why they've put that match on hold for a couple well, of Well, I, I don't want to get into I, I don't want to like get into that, you know, this person, but we, we don't we, we, we don't we don't we don't know um about any of that. And they've done that with Eoshara hasn't been on TV for a while. I mean they, they they've done that. So um I you know who who know who knows, right? But just the fact they continue to have these outbreaks is concerning it's concerning and to aw's credit i don't know maybe they've had a bunch of massive breakouts and i don't know but i don't think that they they have um obviously guys have gotten it guys and gals have gotten it that's what's going to happen it's you know covid it's an incredible disease that spreads incredibly fast but it sounds like it hasn't become a widespread issue in aw like it has in the wwe I mean, you wonder, though, like I said, we didn't know about Nick Jackson until, you know, like last week. And, you know, so you don't know what may or may not be coming out slowly. And like, like you said, because of people laws, we don't always know what happens. But, you know, just like in this in real life in the country, the fact that, you know, people got together on Thanksgiving, Christmas and people, you know, like on New Year's, all of a sudden things are spreading. So, I mean, I don't know where or how we're going to continue and you know in regards to this but i do wonder and this is a big thing that i think is an issue here if drew mcintyre was not the champion do you think we would have found out and didn't have this big title match coming out on uh royal rumble weekend do you think we would have known that he had COVID? or do you think because he's the world champion and they have this match that they don't want to go and have to last minute like roman reigns give up on again you know, that's kind of maybe the reason why we find we found out about this. You answered the question. 
right? Of course, I they haven't mentioned it in it's 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 January fourteenth. They mentioned it on January tenth. The reports about COVID came out at the end of March. I'm not saying they had to mention it in March, in April, May, June. They had months and months to figure this out, to say something about it, to talk about it, and they never did. And now when their champion gets it and they get a chance to put it, it's, it's kind of like what CM Punk said, how he would want to get acting roles and they would give it to Cena or, or whatever kind Anybody. of person they wanted, whatever person they wanted to put over. So it's, it's gross, but I, I do think um, that plays a big factor in, in, in why he did it and why, and why, you know, they let him say that. So uh, before it was we, a very positive message, so we can move on from that. So before we move on, I guess there's, Two things that came out as a result of it, Drew McIntyre was supposed to face Randy Orton in the main event, as you know, which of course it wasn't going to help, but they were going up against the college football championship game, which turned out to get a really good rating and Raw did what it did. It went down from Legends Night, but you know, it was expected going up against a huge football game, but we had as a result, the return of Triple H. He had, you know, the promo at the beginning, he had a three minute match, you know. He was more, he's more concerned with Ric Flair getting disrespected and human beings being burnt alive. <laughs> the promo was a little strange, a little, little strange. So I, I guess my question is quickly before we move on to a lot more things, seeing, uh, seeing Triple H return for, you know, three minute match, which was basically a street fight, him doing a promo. He's been the mainstay behind the scenes with uh, NXT, as you know, basically daddy NXT. After not being in the ring for over a year, do you do you want to see him back? Do you think he'd be a good addition to occasionally being on Monday Night Raw? Or uh, we saw him once, we saw him a couple times when SmackDowns were live, having some fun announcing, but otherwise his time in the ring is over. Let him just be a behind the scenes guy. I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't they need to make more people. They need to make their young guys into a guy that could be a triple H. That's what they need to work on. They don't need to bring Triple H back. The one-time thing, you know, Triple H is great on the mic. And so although his promo was kind of weird, it still like fired you up a little bit. It brought, it brought some energy to the show instead of starting the show off with Miz and Morris and every, every Raw. So it brought a little bit of oomph to the show. So I, I, I wouldn't mind having him more involved, but I certainly don't need him out there having matches every week. So, you know, uh, speaking, we, we spoke about her and she, she has appeared in the comments. Uh, Jackie Endy uh, trying to get herself over. Uh, she wrote, if he's out, who's, who's going to win? McIntyre is the only one winning in the WWE. That is, you know, basically kind of true. Um, with McIntyre out and if he, we all hope that he's asymptomatic and we, he's only out for, you know, a week or so and we wind up having the Goldberg match. What do they do here? Do, uh, is there somebody else? And that's the big thing why Goldberg apparently is in this situation headlining at Royal Rumble. Is there someone else who's ready? Is Sheamus taking his place? Is Will um, Keith Lee taking his place? I mean, yeah, I think, well, I definitely think they set up Keith Lee to win in case they have to go that route. I don't think they will because if he's, he's only symptomatic for a certain period of time. So it really would just be if he's sick um, by Raw Rumble, he wouldn't be um, symptomatic anymore. So, or he wouldn't be contagious, I should say. He wouldn't be able to give it to someone else from everything like the CDC says. Um, so it depends on if he's 
you know, ill or ill or not. Yeah, I mean, at that point, just don't have a don't have a fucking match. <laughs> like, don't have like don't have a match. Leave Goldberg to leave Goldberg alone and and don't have a match because. Uh, I mean, he's just so bad in the ring. He's old. He wasn't good years ago. It's like, good God. They're showing highlights of him in WCW. That was 20 years ago. That was more than 20 years ago. What are we doing here? Oh, anyway. I don't um, Anyway, I, I think you could see Keith Lee versus Goldberg um, if Drew McIntyre does, you know, if he's sick and can't, can't go. That would be my guess. Just because they've made Keith Lee look like kind of the biggest star lately, but you know who knows? I think maybe they wait until Mania. Well, speaking of the Royal Rumble, we found out a couple people are in it, but the show that unfortunately, because we do the show on Thursday every week, we wind up never really talking about it. We kind of have at least on paper what the second uh, world title match for the Royal Rumble show is. And Jay, for the people not watching on the video, is trying to keep the laughs inside. Um, We've got Strap Iron Iron Pierce, former NWA champion, but this is quite a while ago, will be, at least on paper, as you say, facing Roman Reigns. You basically turned Nakamura into a babyface and a gauntlet, made him look like a star for the first time in quite a few years. Jay, what does your gut say? Do we get Nakamura versus Reigns? Do we get uh, a returning Owens versus Reigns? Do we actually get Pierce versus Reigns? What do we get as our quote-unquote co-main event for Royal Rumble? We get a four-way? I mean, what do we... Uh, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I think maybe... Well, okay. They're going to have two Royal Rumble matches, which take forever. These pay-per-views have not been as long as they used to be back in, in, in you know, I don't want to say our day, but even as opposed to before the network, okay. when you were paying $60 a month, they wanted to give you $60 worth as much as they could. So they would have pretty long shows. These shows sometimes end after two and a half hours. So you can see them having a squash match with Reigns. Um, you know, at the Goldberg match, that that's that probably can't. That match can't be long. He can't wrestle more than like five two minutes. minutes. Yeah, five um, minutes. So you would think they would have one workhorse match and then a Goldberg match. So yeah, I mean, it would make sense that they would they would get cute and throw some stuff in there. Um, I, I don't know. I the problem is, there's no. It's hard to make it. You know, they don't have enough time to give him a compelling storyline to go into the show. So maybe they do something with Nakamura, but it, but it's not going to be compelling because you know it's just to move things along. So you know, I, I don't know. It just I really and, and so the Pierce thing is I don't really care that much about the match, but it was compelling on how they got there. And I noted that on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. Um, so I don't really care about either title match because we know neither person is going to lose. I think. Reigns has his belt through WrestleMania for a long time. And I think Drew probably has it for a while. So I don't totally care how they, how they get to it. And we know Pierce has been, you know, he's a great wrestler, been a great wrestler in the past. So, you know, he can figure out how to wrestle a, a good five minute match, or maybe he'll just get his ass kicked for five minutes. So I, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where they go. I, I don't know. It'd be pure speculation at this point, but 
it is strange that they would have two basically short matches on the sh- on the show, and you can't have Pierce have a legitimate match against Rain. Like that would make him look good. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, for all this time, Pierce was most likely trying to get into the WWE for years. And now that he's an authority figure, he's actually gonna might get an actual match against a champion. It's kind of it's kind of funny. He put in all those years, and he wound up getting you know a role as a backstage producer, and now he's getting a match for the possibly a match for the championship, but you know the second biggest or third biggest show of the year. It is kind of funny. So it'll be interesting to see where they go there. I mean, it would be interesting over the next two weeks to see how they build interest into this match if it does happen. I think we most likely in the next two weeks we might get a Nakamura versus Roman Reigns, you know, maybe either a non-title match or a title match on SmackDown. And I could see them maybe somehow them injuring Pierce and still setting up a, another match because of the good chemistry they've had with Owens. Here, here's the bigger, here's the bigger question. Do you, do we care? I kind of care about Owens because they've had, a, I think they've had a, a good feud and Owens has had really good promos and, you know, I think they've all had good promos in this whole type thing. So I mean, I think it works. All right. I mean, I, I hope that they do something with Owens moving forward. Absolutely. But I don't think he needs to be in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him maybe winning the rumble. Um, you know, there's a lot of different candidates, which we'll get into. Um, so I could see him possibly winning, coming back and he's her and he wins the rumble. The problem is you're going to put him in another match and he's going to get his ass kicked again. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I love that idea. That does, that does not excite me at all. So. Yeah, no, I understand. Like I said, the big problem is as we move on, the undercard for the WWE right now is so underdeveloped. The only thing that truly matters are your huge names and there are no huge names right now. So the product is really struggling and it's just, that's a thing for another week as we get closer to the rumble. We'll, we'll talk about over the next two weeks, but, uh, Jay, the other big story that we kind of spoke about last week and we kind of took of more of a, this is just an angle for New Japan, was that Jay White could be leaving after Wrestle Kingdom. We were all under the idea he did that press conference, then he had the match New Year's Dash where he lost clean in the eight-man to uh, Ishii, putting, putting him over, saying, you know, he was done, he was going home, he had left his family for the last three years, he hadn't seen anybody, you know, being basically the super heel, saying he's had enough. But now, depending on what reports you hear, Dave Meltzer said that two years ago he signed a new seven-year deal. Other people have said that he signed a deal a long time ago and it's over. You know, every year, Japan, at the end of January, your deals come up. He's not on the new new uh, beginning cards. I mean, other people have said he was never going to be on the new beginning cards. Uh, in March, new, uh, new Japan Cup is happening and a mock-up poster he was on at first. He's no longer on the uh, New Japan website under the Bullet Club. So this is this is either New Japan and Gato just continuing to play with the fans and seeing all the buzz it's getting. Your gut feeling right now, we'll get into in a minute, you know, how much he could help another company. Your yeah, gut feeling, it, is, is Gato screwing with the world or is he a free Yeah, game? I mean, if it, this is pro wrestling, right? It's probably a work. They're taking him off the posters. Come on. That's the biggest work sign ever they're taking him off the fucking posters get out of here they were taking him off the posters if he signed with another company not if like they're trying to keep him going this sounds like a real work to me first of all why are you signing a seven-year contract at whatever 25 years old that makes no sense to me 
but whatever to each their own financial stability whatever well, I, can um, give you, I can give you three letters that may be the reason why two years ago was the start of aew just like WWE was no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying the length of the contract. It's the length of the contract seems to be very, very. Oh, no, and, and, and and also, if he would have signed two years ago, that's about the time they gave him the belt, mm-hmm. and they seem to rush giving him the belt. If we, if we, if you know, we all remember this correctly, it seemed like it's like, oh man, they just gave him the title that quick. Um, so, so yeah, so you know, who knows? Maybe it was a seven-year deal. It seems to be ridiculous to me. But if he did sign a contract a couple of years ago, whether it's seven years or whatever, like it wouldn't be expired. If it was five years, which a lot of guys seem to generally sign, it wouldn't be expiring. So, um, and I guess, you know, if he thinks about it and he's a free agent at 32 and he's been wrestling for so long and he's got, he'll still be in his prime basically at 32 and he can go to the US. So I guess maybe from his standpoint, that's what he was thinking. Um, I, I think it's a work. I, I I think there's I think there's you know if you had to ask me now if he if he leaves then sure I mean that's possible but I just I don't see it and look at how much buzz it's creating like if the intention was to get buzz they are doing what they intended to do I I agree and I'm sure these things are cut way in advance but we were both watching Wrestle Kingdom and this is something I didn't bring up last week I didn't think about it until actually about two seconds ago but. If you remember the video for saying, you know, wrestling is New Japan is coming back to the U.S. and Britain on TV, he's in that video quite prominently. So, I, I mean, you would think, and who knows, maybe, like I said, it was cut quite a while ago and one has nothing to do with the other. You wouldn't put the guy who is supposedly leaving in, you know, a, a couple of days as a main guy in your video to promote the fact you're going back to U.S. television. Also, it probably would be a different angle of him just saying, I quit. They probably would do something, do something different than him cutting this promo. And everybody should go and check it out. It's on, I think it's on YouTube. So I think yeah. you can get it for free, right? Um, yeah, Jay White's there, promo uh, there, uh, after. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Jay White after the Abushi match. It is, uh, it is spectacular. But so I don't think he goes anywhere. I, I, I think it's a whole. I think it's a total work. All right. So let's let's say let's take the other part of this though for a second. Because of the potential he has as a talker, in-ring worker, if he was available on the open market. We understand AEW has such a bloated male roster that anyone who's a free agent might get lost in the shuffle unless you're the biggest name out there, Brock Lesnar, and they would just put you right to the top and everybody else today just get, you know, say, oops, you know, Brock Lesnar's here. We're giving you, we're giving him the title most likely. But where would you say the best fit would be for Jay White if he were to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling? Is it main roster WWE? Is it NXT, MLW, ROH going back there? Where, where's the best fit for him? Uh, depends on a lot of factors. First being his pocketbook. How much money does he want to make? And um, then opportunity. I think in NXT, he would be just spectacular. Like they need someone like him. He would be just spectacular. Um the main roster could use him, and and we've you know we've talked about this on the Wrestle Life page um, about what Jay White could be. I think if the WWE signs him, if he's available, and the WWE signs him, he comes up to the main roster immediately and is, you know, a star. They push him; he gets a push anyway. And you could say, oh, the fans don't know him, and that that's all true. 
But a couple of things. He wrestles a WWE style. He wrestles a kind of slower pace style. He's a tremendous heel. He is, he's great on the mic. Um, you know, he's big enough for the WWE. He really knows his character well and who he is. Um, unlike a lot, you know, a lot of other guys, right? And I think he would just fit what the WWE wants, other than being, you know, six foot five and 300 pounds. Other than that, for a smaller size guy, a Seth Rollins size guy, I, I think he absolutely could get a big push. I think if they signed him, they'd bring him up to the main roster immediately. And I think he'd be in a big match at WrestleMania. I think he would only probably leave under those circumstances on the main roster or go to NXT and you're going to be a star in NXT. AEW doesn't make any sense. I mean, Rusev's wrestling over video, fighting over video games, right? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to go to AEW. Um, MLW's, you know, smaller and Ring of Honor has money, but they're, they're also kind of smaller and, and stuff like that. It would be NXT or, or WWE main roster, but WWE main roster, he would be making big money, probably. So it, a lot of it really depend on how much he wants to make and how big of a star he wants to be. But I get, you know, there's some interview a couple of years ago with him talking about like getting lost in the shuffle and NXT and whatever. He wouldn't get lost in the shuffle on NXT. Not the way NXT is now. They've lost so many people. There's no way. You know, um, Russ Taylor, who is now Tyler Rust or whatever. Um, he was in Ring oh, of Honor. He was in the Ring. Yeah, it's, it's weird. He was in Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. And they brought him up to NXT. And he's, you know, involved in NXT. So I don't, I think if you're good in NXT, I don't think you'll get lost. If you're someone who hasn't wrestled before, um, you know, like the, um, the, you know, there's a couple of people who, who haven't really wrestled, so they're figuring them out, but I, I, he won't get lost. So, you know, and people have said, oh, well, what's he going to do for the ratings? Like who knows, who knows what any of these people do for the ratings, but we do know the main roster needs good people who are good. Um, and I, I think he could, he could do really well for them. And NXT, he would be, he would be what they're trying to do with killer cross. Now, you know, where killer cross seems like, Really, it's getting over Charlotte, Scar or Scarlett Bordeaux. But they would put Jay White in the main title picture immediately, and he would deserve it, and he would shine. So I'd love to see him in NXT. I would absolutely love it. But, you know, you know, I'm an NXT, Mark. And the main roster, they'll book him strong for a few months, and then he'll be wrestling, you know, Ricochet at, on main events in a few months after that. And I'm gonna, I agree with you. I mean – I just think the AEW roster is so many people, and I'm not saying people on there don't deserve to be there, but I just there's too many people on that roster. Impact doesn't have a big enough audience. I mean, I think they might give them the, I think they would give them the title within like four or five months, especially with the guys like Willie Mack and Moose most likely leaving that company soon. So there's openings there, but it's just not a big enough reach. Like I said, MLW is not a big enough place. I mean, if you go to MLW, mostly working multiple places. Um, I think you're right. I think WWE main roster, because of his style, it's right fit. I think he's really good on the mic. I think he'd be able to get over pretty fast. Corey, let me, Corey, let me ask you this. So we, we did debate on wrestle life about this. I said, if he goes to the main round, I said, if he goes, he goes to the main roster, he's in one of the big matches. One, because he has leverage. He could, he could go to a bunch of different places, even ring of honor. He could go there and at least make good money. Um, so one, he has leverage and two, he's good. 
and the WWE needs someone like him. I mean, look at who's who's in the fucking main event of, of Royal Rumble, right? 55-year-old Goldberg. Do you think if he goes to the WWE company, WWE or NXT, what do you think they would do with him? What do you think he would be immediately? I think he'd be, I don't think he's in the main event of WrestleMania this year, but I mean, I think he's not in the main event, not in the main event, but I mean, if he's on, I mean, if he's on like, if he's on SmackDown, I mean, I think I could, he could be a middle, I mean, like a number three heel, maybe, you know, uh, I could see him. Oh, you know, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Why would he go there for that? I don't think he would go. Why would you leave new if they're paying him good money and he is enjoying? Off, I mean, what I don't think to start off. I mean, if you're saying the very when he first gets there, I don't think he's going to be bigger than Seth, like Seth Rollins and um, who's the number? Uh, Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns? If he goes to SmackDown right away, I mean, you're telling me he's going right, to so take if he's, right, okay. So if he's, if he's, I'm saying he's number right. three heel. He's he's bigger than Baron Corbin and whatever other guys they have, or you know. Other guys, I mean, if he goes to Raw, I mean, he could, could he be, I think he could be like the number two, like maybe the number two heel on that brand. I mean, I'm just saying. And also, we, here's the other factor. He's young. Yeah. How many of these guys come to NXT, come to NXT or WWE, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, uh, Keith Lee, I think Dijak's a little younger. And they were already 30. A lot of these guys, too, yeah. these, a lot of these guys are in their mid- mid to upper Robert Rude. I think he's like older than us. Right. So um, you have these guys who are mostly, mostly older. Jay white is young. He's young. And they could say, listen, this guy is a talent. He's already fantastic in the ring. He's already great in the mic. Like, this could be our next Randy Orton. And so it'd be so dumb for them to get to, to not push him. Because, but they do a lot of dumb things. So I don't know. I, I think a lot of different things can happen. You guys can let us know in a chat in Russell Life. You can let us know on Twitter too at, um, at Work Shoot Pod. What do you think happens to Jay White if he goes to the, to the WWE? Does he go to NXT? Does he go to WWE? Is he a mid Carter? Is he more of a main eventer? Uh, let us know. Absolutely. So uh, before we get into some other subjects quickly, the other thing that's come out is that Ricochet, who signed back in January of 2018, apparently signed a three-year deal. And his, and unlike a Matt Riddle, who signed at about the same time, there has not re-signed his deal. So apparently at the end of the month, he's going to have some options. He's been, since coming up to the main roster, besides a small run with the, I believe, the U.S. title and a win against the Good Brothers, and I think one win against AJ Styles, which quickly, you know, was given right back. He really has not been used great on the main roster. Jay, I'm going to ask you the same same question. If he does leave, what's the best option for him? Is it uh, Impact, ROH, AEW, I mean, MLW, wait, wait until uh, borders open and do, you know, some sort of deal with going back to New Japan? I mean, what, what's his best option? You know, the, the one thing, you know, Ricochet was a guy who you would think there's no way he's going to fail. And, um, you know, Vince figured out a way. But we blame a lot on Vince and the booking. 
But some of this is on Ricochet too. I always thought, man, I think he could figure out, you know, the talking piece. I think he could get there. And he never got there. You know, he did the superhero thing. I'm a, I'm a superhero or whatever. So, so stupid. And he never figured out how he could translate his kind of in-ring charisma um, and his moveset to being someone who could talk, who could, who could kind of, who would be compelling to the audience. And that's a hard thing. I mean, Kofi didn't talk for years, but Kofi wasn't, you know, they gave him time to figure it out. Right. And Ricochet just has not gotten better on the mic. He never has. He's a guy who we said before, probably needed a manager, probably needed, you know, whatever. And so it's a shame because, you know, he has all, he has all the qualities of being a star in ring. He's a good looking guy. He seems like a really nice guy, except he can't talk. And not only is it that he can't talk, he's not compelling. Like you could tell he's like trying to like remember the words he's trying to say. So it's not something where you feel like you're getting anything from him. You know, like when Adam Cole cuts a promo, you know, like you feel like you're not listening to someone trying to remember lines or when Daniel Bryan cuts a promo, you know, a babyface promo. That's not someone trying to remember lines and he, he's never gotten there. And it's, it's, it's a shame um, where he goes. Corey, uh, impact. Ugh, I, I, you know, I mean, and I like impact, but, and I don't want to do this. You know, he's too good for impact, but. He's too good for impact. He is. They would make him, they'd have to make him the champion immediately. Who else is there that, who else is in that company that's better than him? There's not a person. That's, that's a great question. And you, you've actually, let me, let me take this. Go ahead. Let me take this one other angle. Has his three years in WWE, has it scarred his, is not his popularity, but is he one of those guys when he goes goes on the free agent market? Is he going to be thought of as the ricochet from three years ago who was having that clip that took over the wrestling world with Will Ospreay? Or has the stink of the WWE and the way he's been booked, do you think that will hurt him? Is he basically going to be going on the free agent market being Cody Rhodes and be able to go do whatever he wants? Or is he kind of going to be have a little bit of like, oh boy, is, is Ricochet even being down by a system so much? And we're not sure if he's still the same ricochet. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I remember Tony Khan was in an interview and he said that Rusev needed to be built up because of what the WWE did to him over the last couple of years. And then they made him be uh, the, best uh, the best man and, 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 wrestle, and, and wrestle for video games. But um, so they really built him up. We'll see what happens with Rusev. They built up but, Pac, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Pac's been, they've done great. But I think a lot of that's pop. Um, so, so yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, Pac went to England. He built himself up. He yep. established himself again. And then he became a big, you know, I mean, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Right. I, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, to say Ricochet is a, I mean, he turned down a lot of money from Lucha Underground, right. To go to the WWE. To resign. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, I, I think it's a it, it, is he a bit tainted? Maybe. Maybe. Um 
could he, he's not, you know, you think about like him to, to Jay White, right? Jay White just wrestled the longest match in history, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, all these things about him. And Ricochet obviously is not that. So I, I don't, I don't know where he is. I'm not sure what type of level he is. I mean, if I was him, and you're going to tell me maybe I'm crazy, but does he have to go to, like, MLW for a couple months and do, like, a Leo Rush and have a great match against, you know, Myron Reed, like, or ACH and doing, like, best of the Super Juniors? Get his name be back out there and kind of reestablish the fact that before going to WWE, he was Ricochet, king of the indies, you know, the best high flyer besides Will Ospreay in the world. You know, does he have to reestablish who he was by maybe doing a short-term Deal like an MLW or someone just to go and show. I think he can't. I think he can't be Ricochet. I think he has to be a little bit more cutting edge. Look at Moxley after he left the WWE where he did that video. He needs to Leo Rush. What he's tried to. He needs to do something. He can't just be. I'm the future of flight. I'm the superhero. He needs to change up a bit of who he is. Hopefully, if he's Leo Rush and he gets on MTV The Challenge, you know, he's doing pretty pretty well for himself. That little plug, uh, that's one of uh, Jackie Endy's one of her shows she watches. She actually told me he was on there. One of those shows that actually beat uh, AW and NXT in the ratings this week, but we'll get into that. Well, time. that, yeah, the show does well. But but look at Leo Rush, what he's done, right? He was in New Japan on the Super J Cup. He had, he's the MLW middleweight champion. He's tweeting stuff all the time, like, where am I going to go? Where am I going to be a free? He's got to... You gotta give people some suspense. Somebody, yeah. he's he's putting pictures of Hiromu up. You're, you know what I mean? He's giving people some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the picture you put up recently. He's giving people some level of suspense of what he's gonna do next. EC3 did the same thing, and then he got COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. Right? Ricochet's gonna have to change. You know, change his narrative, change the way people think about him, and we'll see if he's able to do that if he leaves. So. um Really interesting conversation there. So let's get a little bit into Wednesday, our favorite day of the week. Uh, one of the best things on the show was the sit-down between Ciampa and and Thatcher, a match that was supposed to happen uh, last week. It's going to happen next week. Uh, one of the things that me and you have, I think, have discussed since AEW is the fact that not every confrontation or, you know, contract signing has to end up with, you know, someone going through a table or, you know, some sort of big brawl. And once again, like NXT has done, you know, with some of these specials, you know, what they did a couple of months back with uh, Cole and, oh, I'm sorry, not Cole, Gargano and Ciampa also. And also the thing they did the highlight package for Raquel and uh, Rhea, they just had an, a good, like what, minute and a half sit down package. Them talking about how much this match meant and everything got me really pumped up for a match, which otherwise, an interesting little feud, but this took it to the next level once again. Fight yeah, I agree. Level. And uh, John Moore of Pro Wrestling.net pointed this out, so I'm going to give him credit. Uh, former, guest uh, former guest of the show, friend of the show. Uh, you know, the thing that he said was it gives it more of a sports feel, right? Like we do this thing where it's pro wrestling, so they have to beat each other up for every time they, they see each other. There's a little bit of I want to kick your ass, but we need to talk about this to build up people to watch it. Don't touch the other person before the match starts. And there's a little, you know, boxing does that where they have these sit downs with guys. I enjoy a little bit of the sports element to it. And, and I'm glad they did that on the 
uh, on the show and in that in that promo. And I, I, I think that made me more interested in the match. We, we talked about this on the pre-show, but Thatcher has to win. I mean, he he. He have he absolutely he absolutely has to win, no doubt about it. So, um, you know, we'll see what he does, but that is the match I'm absolutely look, m- most looking forward to next week. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I thought it was a good good thing, and I, I like the fact that they're just they're, they're doing different things, unlike the main roster things that have been done for years, like I said before. With every time there's some contract signing. They did the old formula. So I, I like the fact that they're trying to reinvent the wheel in a good way. The other thing that happened on NXT this week was the debut of MSK with Nash Carter and Wes Lee, formerly of the, um, the Rascals. So before we talk about how good of their debut was, twofold. One, what in the world does MSK mean? MSK mean and... Nash Carter and Wesley. Can we get any more generic names? The names are super generic. The name Nash Carter. Who names their kid Nash? Um, uh, you know, and and a black guy named Wes. I guess Wesley. I guess Wesley. Yeah. Why not? I guess you can't call him Wesley Lee. Wesley. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb names, but you know, whatever. Um, just an interesting note. Interesting note on them. I was reading today. Uh, so Jeff Jarrett, you know, was an impact obviously for a long time. Really, really big fan of Wesley. Um, and he's spectacular. Thought he could be the second coming of AJ Styles. Wow. So it will be in that. That's one of the things that was quoted again. That's, you know, not hundred percent verified, but he is a big fan of Wesley. It sounds like, and um, I, I, you know, he's a little small. So I think that would hurt him you know, on the main roster or something like that. I think he almost have, have to stay a tag, but I mean, he's, he's the star of that, of that, of that tag team. Um, but I, I like both of them, but he's the star of the tag team. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're going to get, they're going to get the big push as far as the MSK thing. I hope that they have them cut a promo and um, establish who they are. And I obviously, you know, I trust NXT to, to do that. And their music was awfully generic. So I was a little disappointed in their music, but you know, we'll see. They got the win. It was a you know very, very good tag team match. NXT really could use them. And they may not win the Dusty Classic, but they're certainly gonna go far. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I agree. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how far they go. Uh, I think it's really good that they debuted in the Dusty Classic. I mean, other teams that have debuted in Dusty Classic were uh, Champa and Gargano. So, I mean, that's another, you know, so th- th- when a team debuts there, there's usually a future involved. So, and I think they were a pretty big sign for them. So I think there's, I don't know if they'll win the whole entire thing, but I think they'll go pretty far. And I, I can see them even maybe possibly going in the finals and maybe losing to an undisputed era or, you know, one of the other teams that they see big things in. Uh, what do you think though, overall of the first round matches, anything else really stick out to you? Otherwise, uh, uh, not really. Um, you know, the main event was fine. Um, they did a Shawn Michaels style finish with the super kick with Shelton Benjamin years ago. Um, the main event was, th- yeah, the main event was fine. Um, I think you could have some intriguing matchups. So, 
we'll kind of see, you know, how all that goes. But they could definitely have some intriguing matchups. And apparently some of this is going to be on 205 Live. Oh, you saw that too. I was actually – I actually just saw that two seconds ago, and I was going to tell you that, which came out of nowhere. I, I mean, was- the brackets – I mean, there's a lot – I mean, they have – they now have a women's Dusty Classic, and those brackets are long. So that's a lot of matches they have to have. So – and then I was trying to look at the brackets. And I was saying, what match are they going to put on 205 Live? So well, I can tell you right now, um, they're going to have Maverick and his – oh, God. Um, Killian Dane. Killian Dane versus Curtis Stallion, who we've never actually seen on oh, – Okay, so that'll be a squash match. Okay. And Graves. Uh, and the new yeah, guy. so that'll be a squash match, yeah. And then you're going to have uh, Del Fasmo versus uh, the, the, um, the Bollywood Boys. Okay, another squash match. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Two squash matches. No way the other. No, no way the those teams are going to beat them. So that that would that's not bad if they put that on two hundred five live. That makes yeah. sense. Oh no, I don't disagree with that. But it would be nice if you know they would have told us. I think it's fine. It doesn't matter. I don't get worked up over stuff like. Are that. you? Gonna, are you? Now, if, now if the now if the finals aren't on there, if MSK is on two hundred five live, I don't know. I'd be a little annoyed, but stuff like that is it's not a big deal. I guess. So the question I would ask you though is. Are you going to watch 205 Live now this week? As no, well, absolutely, absolutely not. This, absolutely not. The squash matches. There, there's, you, you know who to win. You named the one team, and I knew who the winner was going to be. No, the squash. I'm not going to watch 205 Live. What do I watch? I, I, well, I guess the idea of putting it on there is not going to be as successful as for getting you to watch 205 Live. I agree with no, you. No, there, there's, so there, there's nothing they, they have. You talk about a, a product that you can't get back. That's a that's a that's a show you can't get back. Agreed. Um. Otherwise, like I said, you know, NXT was a solid show. They're setting up maybe a three-way at uh, the next uh, pay-per-view on uh, Valentine's Day. It looks like maybe between uh, O'Reilly, Dunn, and Balor for the title. Do you agree with me, or do you think it's just going to be Dunn? Or or maybe a a four-way. We're carrying Cross in there. Scarlett was uh, putting that over today, or putting that over uh, uh, yesterday. Really? Uh, wow. Okay. I, I would have thought that would be. Uh, you would want to make that a one-on-one match, and you know, maybe. I mean, may, I mean maybe. Oh. You know, maybe, maybe it's. Who knows? Um, and that way, you could protect O'Reilly. I mean, at some point, O'Reilly's gonna have to win the title, right? Or no? O'Reilly. You know? um, I don't know. So I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, no, I think NXT's got some interesting things in the work. I'm excited about the Women's Dusty Classic. I would love for the Women's Dusty Classic winner, which I think is going to be Ember Moon and Sashi, to go against whoever the tag, the Oscar and Charlotte. Like that would be a freaking fantastic match. I would love, love everything about that. So, um, and I would love for the uh, Women's Tag Team Champions to be in NXT because they're the best women on the roster. So. Um, but great. you know, we'll we'll see where everything goes. Yeah, I still like to find out if Dakota Kai was ever let out of the uh, the locker, or if she's still you know waiting. For <laughs> no, but, she's still uh, there. She's still there. Okay. But uh, Jay, so the other show on Wednesday that we uh, we watch in the eight eight to ten o'clock Eastern window um, is AEW every week. I think AEW is another solid show, setting up for uh, for next week. They uh, are going to have a three way between all the members of the inner circle. I, I think every week they have a lot of good chemistry. They had the Sam, the Sammy Hagar joke, which, you know, was funny. That was 
That was great. Um, I didn't think it was a blow away show. I mean, and it's one of those weeks where, you know, Brian Cage and Darby Allen had a really good match. It was a few they built for, you know, basically eight months, apparently, which they were able to deliver on, you know, Kingston and uh, Pac had a good match. Everything on the show was good, but it's one of these weeks where it felt like nothing really stood out. And, you know, I think- But Corey, but Corey, here's the thing though. That's okay, right? I think AEW has to do more of, just have a good show sometimes. We don't need Shaq. We don't need Snoop. We don't need all the, you know what I mean? Let's just have a good show sometimes. And have a couple of weeks of having a good show and having a couple of slow builds. And like, that's all you need to do. Sometimes AEW is a little bit of, you know, we need to do this big you know, thing. And maybe Tony Khan was distracted with them hiring Urban Meyer uh, today. But um, he's all elite, apparently. By the way, shout out to the Audible. Um, so maybe like that is kind of what they had to do. Like, I, I don't know, but... Um, I think sometimes they need to do this. Have shows that are not crazy. I, I, they had and they had angles on there with you know, the Bullet Club, and so they had stuff. But it's like we don't need eighteen million, and it, it still was kind of a crazy show. But they didn't have it. wasn't as you know everything's happening every single second type of show. And I thought the main event was very good, but it, of course, oh, you know, Sting is on every week now. He's, uh, you know, like every wrestler there, you know. Anyway. I mean, it'll be interesting what they do with Sting, if he, what type of cinematic match they do with him at some point and uh, when they actually do it. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out as time goes along with that. But, uh, but Jay, I think the big thing to come out of AW, at least the thing I'm going to remember twofold, like most weeks, is, you know, how they use the women's division in AEW. And this week we had the highs and lows of the women's division. Jay, uh, I'm going to let you choose. you want to talk about the high or the low of the women's division this week? Um, I mean, we'll start positive. We could talk about the high. I guess you want to go into the Tay Conti match. Yeah, so let's, let's, it was – and we'll, we'll go twofold with this. One, Tay Conti, a woman who was in the uh, NXT – developmental system i think starting about 2016 or 17 she had you know came across big where for one night she was part of undisputed era then would never mentioned again which is i've always found kind of funny she, I, didn't uh, even, was, I didn't i did not even know that that's yeah, news to me it was funny she was she debuted with uh debuted with them and then all on a nikki cross segment and all of a sudden it was like never mentioned again. very weird um but then all of a sudden you know she was basically never used she was like go she's basically you know she She's had, I think, like 10 or 11 matches on either Dark or uh, Dynamite. She's improved a ton. I mean, she was working with a really good trainer and uh, Serena Deebs, who is the NWA champion. I think it's by far one of the top four or five matches on TV that AEW has had when it's come to the women's division since their inception. You know, some of the real matches have been very good. And, you know, the Thunder Rosa match versus Sheeta is most likely – the best match that they've, uh, they, you know, they've produced on TV, you know, most likely. But um, give them credit there. I think they're still developing stuff with with um, with them, and especially where they might go with, you know, maybe the Dark Order with her joining. Well, well, well here's well, here's the thing. I, I, take continuity and go into her our whole history. Yeah, I apologize for the burp. We I apologize for the burp. Um, uh, she has a lot of she has ability. She's a very good athlete. Um, we know she has the judo background and stuff. So 
Um, she's someone who, you know, was released and I was surprised was really, I mean, she's, you know, obviously very attractive too. I think, you know, she could do some, she's young. So I'm surprised that she was released. I think maybe she asked for her release. I forget, but the issue with AEW is they need more women like Serena Deeb. They need more women who help out these younger women. You know, Serena Deeb's a veteran. She's a coach. And I'm sure they use her in that capacity a lot okay. uh, in AEW. And they need more. They need to balance out the young Anna Jay, Ty Conti, you know, whatever, with the Eva Lise, the, you know, they don't have enough veteran women. Um, and so they need to kind of figure that balance out. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about talk about what the hell happened on the waiting room but you know they're you know they're gonna have to figure out figure out that balance but that was a perfect example of you have someone and anna jay and cheetah was a, a, a solid match so i don't think it should have been for the title but it was a solid match but same thing you have a veteran someone who's really good in the ring helping a younger person they need I, they shouldn't have and obviously their friends they wouldn't have but you shouldn't have an anna jay against a Ty Conti. You should have a Penelope Ford against an Anna Jay. Those matches are going to be terrible. Um, you need to have veteran until these women all kind of start to figure it out. Cause it's almost like, you know, the men's division is let's have all this, you know, all these guys and the women, it's like, let's have it basically be a developmental brand, which is okay, but you have to do it in the right, you have to do it in the right way. I agree. And like I said, I think there's a good future with both of these women and it's good to see how they've been integrated. So we did, we did the positive and like, you know, you, you got Sheeta, you got Penelope Ford, you've got some good women there, but the other segment, which, you know, I think has been split on being a partial total train wreck, but also, you know, having its fun moments based on because it was a total train wreck. We had the waiting room for the first time on dynamite, which has been, on dark for a couple of weeks and it said you know some good segments uh with marco stunt and scu you know there's been a couple of them that have been good but Britt baker who is a very big personality and is good in the ring and we'll see how good she is on when she faces thunder rosa in a match on february 3rd i believe it is but you had the segment with cody rhodes which set up jade cargill and red velvet this it was most you know we all know this was originally supposed to be with brandy rhodes who Congratulations, we said in the last couple of weeks, you know, her and Cody are having a baby coming up. Um, but neither Jade Cargill or Red Velvet are ready in the ring to, to produce what they're most likely are going to be expected to do in this feud. And Jade Cargill looks like a star, but she can't. And I gave her more credit the first time around than Jay did. Jay was absolutely correct. She's not ready to be speaking on the mic. Is this setting up uh, somewhere down the line, you know, a uh, match between Shaquille O'Neal and Cody Rhodes, sure, and nobody wants to see it on this podcast, but back to the main point, Jake Cargill is not ready for these type of segments. And Jake Cargill, as far as we know, has had no matches. She might be the greatest wrestler you've ever seen when she gets in there, but how are we supposed to know that? She never had a match. And Red Velvet's had, you know, what, two matches on Dynamite and 12, maybe eight or nine matches on Dark. And from what I've seen, She's she's okay, but she's not ready to be in this type of thing. Fucking green as grass. This is where this is why this is where. And listen, and everyone can say I'm an NXT mark, and that's fine. I'll accept that. They do things that are not great too, 
But one thing they do know how to do is they do know how to highlight weaknesses. Jay Cargo would not be on the show this often. She would wrestle in a match against a jobber and she would look fantastic because, I mean, she looks like a, a million bucks. She yeah. is. I, I've never seen someone who looks at, she's like a specimen. Like it is. I mean, she, I, I, she is just, it's like, it's like she's chiseled. It is. It's incredible. Her, her physique, but, and she's bigger than Cody. It's, it's funny, yeah. but they would highlight her in a way. And you know, you could say for AW that she looks like a, and that sometimes I get in the old school wrestling phase. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was watching wrestling from the mid eighties. So we had the mid eighties with the Rick Roots and Mr. Perfects, Hogan, all those guys to the kind of lull in the nineties there to the attitude era in the late nineties, the mid the early nineties were a little rough for all wrestling fans, except tag teams to the attitude era, to, you know, to what we have today. And so sometimes I am a little bit more old school. You have Jay Cargill come out and kind of, you know, kill a girl, you know, beat her up, show her athleticism, have a squash match, and that establishes her. And maybe in 2021, what she's doing now establishes her more. I don't know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm always one who can say, like, maybe I am not right in the way that I, I look at wrestling because I'm a little bit old school. But, oh, God, I, it just, I mean, the segment was a mess anyway. It was just, the segment was just a mess. Mm-hmm. But... Red Velvet's greenest. And this is what I'm talking about. I just said, you pair a veteran up. I mean, Big Swole is, you know, Big Swole is no Ric Flair in the ring, but I'm sure she can get a better match than Red Velvet. Also, can we get a better name than Red Velvet? I mean, I'd love me some Red Velvet cupcakes. and cookies. Straight out of your mama's kitchen. I, I could, I could, yeah, I, I get the straight out of your mama's kitchen. <laughs> I, they could call her some Red Velvet. You know what I mean? You know, I it's just, I just, the name is. Just so limiting. I believe she got engaged too. So congratulations to her. She seems like a sweetheart of a person, but the name is horrible. She's green as grass. What kind of match is that gonna be? Not good. Yeah, you, you can't. And quick, that's the problem too. You talk about women's wrestling and how it used to be with, you know, before Lita and Trish, and even when Lita and Trish were there, they still had the Tory Wilsons who couldn't wrestle and the Stacey Keeblers, these women who couldn't wrestle, and they did Braun Penny's matches. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to be a Braun Penny's match, but they're going to be hyping this matchup as a big match. And JR is going to try to call this match as a legitimately big time match. And it's going to be two women who are great athletes, who are green as grass, and who are on a stage that is probably too big for them. Yeah, I totally agree. And like I said, segment ended well with, you know, announcing when the Thunder Rose or Britt Baker matches, like you said. Yeah, Thunder Rose's promo was Thunder Rose's promo was very good. Oh, absolutely. very, very good. And you know, I mean, and we'll see where that goes. And as I said, I think in the beginning, the reason why they pushed back that match was because Thunder Rosa came in contact with somebody who had COVID. So safety precautions, they're giving that time a little bit more. And you know, so you know, we'll see how that goes. It's on a bigger stage, on you know, on a quote unquote super show, not a pay per view, but you know, so now we'll be something bigger and we'll see where that goes. But uh, Jay, we covered a lot of interesting things. Uh, before we get into our last topic, how about we uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff on the uh, Life Group Network and how they can go and uh, follow us on the social medias and, you know, other things. Uh, you're muted, sir. 
I am muted. You were right. The one time I wasn't muted and I burped and now I'm sort of talking, I'm muted. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole mess. I, I try not, to, I try to mute myself because like sometimes right. I might, you know, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I, and I, and I, this is what I was trying to say is I'm so happy to be on this life group network. Um, I'm trying to be more active in the wrestling group and in the football group and all these other things is, and you know, I've said this before, not to put it over falsely because I'm not a, I'm not, I don't talk about shit that I don't respect or like, but the wrestling life group and all the life groups, mostly I do, mostly I'm involved in football and wrestling football, obviously, because it's going active now. Um, it is fantastic conversations. There's not, a, you know, people in there who are like assholes and, and, and you know, not good people. Um, and there's people who really know their stuff about wrestling, whether you agree with them or, or don't agree with them. So the Russell and the football group is, is great too. Um, there's some Bears fan. I forget the guys. I forget who, who, the, who the Bears fan is, but yeah, I feel sorry for him. Congratulations to the Green Bay Packers fans, the Detroit Lions fans, and the Minnesota Vikings fans. Because the Chicago Bears kept Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And they get to draft, hopefully, another shitty quarterback. So congratulations. I'm, I, you know, I live in Chicago. So, um, you, you know, whenever a team does a move, before the team does that move, they should poll the fans of the other team and say, Do you, would you enjoy the other team doing this move? And if they, that's a Bill Simmons thing. And if they do, don't fucking do it. Like any Green Bay fan could have told you, yeah, keep Ryan Pace and Matt. They're great. Like we love them and all that they do. Did anyone watch that Bears game? Oh my! It was. It, it was. First of all, I, I had the Bears plus plus ten and plus nine and a half. So I got I got totally screwed there. That's another story altogether. But all right. Anyway, onto the plugs. Um, we are uh, at Work Shoot Pod on Instagram. And on Twitter. So check us out. Um, I try to be pretty active, especially on Wednesdays when, you know, when, when the, when the big shows are on Mondays, I would just have, you know, I, I have enough stress at work. I, I can't tweet about all the stress that I have watching raw. Um, and then we try to do the pay-per-views hard to kill. We didn't even talk about hard to kill hard to kill is this week uh, weekend. So that should be an interesting show. I don't, I wonder, you know, they're building that up to be a big pay-per-view. So we'll kind of see how that goes. So, you know, maybe we'll uh, actually. I will not be live tweeting that. I will be. Uh, I will be away. Um, but anyway, maybe Corey I'm will. I'm pretty watch. sure you'll be pretty intoxicated, either mm-hmm. celebrating a Packers victory, or in the corner uh, saying, "Corey, if you text me or call me, never speak to me again." Yeah, well, I think the the Saturday night game is the is it the Bills and the Ravens? I don't know what the Saturday night game is, is but so there's a, there's just it'll be hard to watch that show. But maybe Corey will watch it and tweet. So we, we're both on on Twitter at workshoot pod. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out workshoot wrestling podcast. I Googled us the other day and you find us like anyway, right? We're on right. iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Google play, wherever you get your podcast, just find us work shoot wrestling podcast. Um, as far as the other podcasts for the life group, some really cool stuff. You got Dong city, the baseball podcast on Mondays, you got the audible, the football podcast. I'm sure they're talking about all the stuff going on with Urban Meyer. You got the step back with the NBA. Um, I have not done well betting the NBA this season. I have no idea how how the how the league works so, right uh, now. So uh, Jay, big Harden trade, obviously. So Jason, you just mentioned that quickly before we uh, move on to the Thursday podcast, which I actually have no idea what the Thursday podcast is. 
who's who's heavier, James Harden right now or La Parker? So my so my wife, we were watching. I know it's an aside. Sorry, I know it's a wrestling podcast. My wife and I were watching the Rockets against the Lakers, and we put it on the game. And my wife, now this is not. I did not prompt her at all. She looked at him and she goes, "Who is that guy?" I go, "That's James Harden." She goes, "He's fat." <laughs> She goes, she, I, she goes, like, I don't know if he's fat for like a real person, but he's fat for a basketball player. I'm like, yeah, he just doesn't have a great basketball body. And like, he just does not, you know, my buddy sent me a meme with a picture of Kevin Durant and then a picture of Mark Henry next to him, <laughs> indicating that it's supposed to. <laughs> you, see, you see that though? Mark Henry is a marketing genius because that meme went out there. Now, Mark Henry is selling, uh, I guess, on Pro Wrestling Tees, a 99 uh, Brooklyn Nets jersey that says Henry on the back. I love it. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Um, I'm waiting for my Pro Wrestling T-shirt to come in. I got to call them, actually. Um, I'll debut that ne- maybe uh, next week on the show. Um, so we are on Thursdays, Work, Shoot, Wrestling Podcast. And in total basis, the baseball podcast, another baseball podcast on Sunday, uh, that is the brainchild of uh, Henry Maldonado. Uh, so check that out on Sundays. So all the sports are covered. Although I feel like I should I should try to get maybe a soccer podcast or something coming out at some point. But what? I'm sorry, I took a little nap when you said when you said that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought you yeah. I soccer, thought you were gonna say like a betting podcast. So- soccer soccer's a big, big sport. I'm sure it is. I thought you were gonna say a betting podcast. I, I'd listen to that. Well, I would do that, but I'm not good at it. So I oh. don't know that anybody want to listen to me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, so Right now, my parlay is looking good. I, go. I, 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 got two, I got two hockey teams playing right now, the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Let's go. Oh, God. Ask me if I can name one player in either team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with no. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you're going against my team? Screw you. Uh, <laughs> did you even know the Bruins are facing uh, the Devils tonight? No, I know the devils stink. Yeah, no, that, that, I did, that I do know. Yeah, That's that I do know. Uh, but uh, so we have one of the podcasts that we love to talk about, the, uh, our sister podcast. Before we were lucky enough to join the Life Podcast, the people who were with us at the beginning of this journey, us coming back. Jay, do you remember the name of that podcast? You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie. Great comedy podcast, especially in these Trump continuing troubling times. Um, good podcast. They make fun of Corey the whole time. Come on. And uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. I've been on it a couple of times when I've been invited uh, and it's been a fun, a fun, it's a fun listen and it's fun to be on the show. Hey, if we ever, if we ever get, you know, a season five of uh, Issa Rae's wonderful show on HBO Max, uh, we'll have you back. Oh, on. it's coming back. No, it's, it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming back. They, they, they were doing some HBO Max pumping up some there's a denzel movie coming on hbo max so yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah it looks it looks who knows it's probably gonna be bad but it looks it looks good if you if you didn't realize i forgot they were show there for a second it was totally just blank um but uh jay uh final subject of the day a little bit of a big one here but uh something that me and you have spoken about offline i've seen you know reports over the last you know year since she uh was let go by impact wrestling Tessa Blanchard, you know, second generation star. A lot of people, you know, last year when they were doing, you know, their top 50 women's wrestlers, and I'm sure on PWI's top 50, I'm pretty sure she was like in the top four or five. 
still a free agent. There were rumors earlier in the mid last year that NXT might be a destination. Nothing has come out of it. I mean, she could be surprised entry in the Royal Rumble, but there has been talk that within AEW that the idea for coming in has softened a little bit. Some, some are saying that's a possibility. Others are saying, you know, she's too much of a poison pill. We're seeing, you know, red velvet being pushed at the moment. Jake Carhill. She's, she is a red flag on stuff that she did. And we can talk, we'll talk about it in a moment what it is, but Jay, AEW's women division, they've got Thunder Rosa. They've got Sheeta. They've got safe, you know, they, they've got Deebs. What do you do here? Yeah. They have these like women that are really good. And it's like, it falls off a cliff. Uh, Cause I think Britt Baker is okay. Mm-hmm. She's, but I think Britt Baker can get herself over enough on the, gets herself over enough on the mic that she doesn't need to be great in the ring to be, she can be okay because they're going to put her against women who are good. So I, I think Britt Baker can be all right. Um, I do think Big Swole is someone who needs to really, and I think she's been, she's had some good matches, but she's someone who, who needs to continue to get better. Anyway, as far as Tessa Blanchard, I mean, Corey, she wrestled a match for you guys who may have watched the May Young Classic. She wrestled a match against, uh, I think it was Kyrie Sane. I think it was the year that Kyrie Sane won. Or, I believe, did, I believe you're right. or, did, or did Tony win that year? I forget who won that year. But uh, Tony Storm, I think, won that year. Anyway, um, it was a match against Kyrie Sane and Tessa Blanchard. It was in the first round. And, you, you know, you knew Tessa Blanchard was going to lose because they were pushing Kyrie Sane. It was the best match of the tournament. And it, and it, and it was a first round match, so it wasn't super long. It was a fantastic match. Um, her feud with Gail Kim with, you know, and I, and I would watch those YouTube clips of her cutting promos and stuff. One of the best built women's feuds of the year that year. Um, she won the heavyweight title of the whole company. Um, she's great. She, the thing about her is she wrestling is in her blood, obviously, but she's also really, really naturally good at it. And she's a female superstar. If she was on Raw tomorrow, and they built her right, look, they didn't need they don't they didn't need to exactly do all the right things with her. The audience would see her as okay. She's different. She's different. And I and I think one of the issues with AEW is she might come in there and say, "I am way better than any of these people," and that might be an issue. You know, the other thing is she was an impact and she left impact on bad terms, but I don't believe the women who worked there had anything this bad to say about her. The women who are still there now, I know Allison Kay had an issue with her, but I don't know if any of the women who are there had a big problem with her. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know, but it doesn't sound like they did. It sounds like women who were free agents and other women kind of came out against her. Um, so She's such a talent. I, I think if you're AEW, I think they desperately need some someone like her. If they if 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 they want the women's division to be more than a developmental brand. So just quickly, uh, in January 2020, multiple female wrestlers came forward with bullying and racism allegations against Tessa Blanchard, including an incident involving Blanchard spitting in a black woman's face and calling her racist racial slurs. The woman in question, Black Rose, later stated that the incident did indeed take place. 
and so, I mean, and that story was corroborated by other people too, which is right. So that's, I mean, that's always a you know. And we've spoken about you know, and it wasn't a race issue, but we spoke about last week in regards to uh, the villain Marty Scroll, how AW you know should be the perfect place with involvement with the Young Bucks and being part of the Bullet Club and everything, but the stuff with the meet you know the stepping out, the speaking out movement, and the way that you know Tony uh, Khan has handled that. He, he wants a very family, not family friendly, but, you know, a good relationship within, between the boys and having a certain type of atmosphere there. Is it kind of a double standard because you're a star? I understand star treatment, you're going to be treated a different way and absolutely stars are treated a certain way. We understand that. But how does that affect your locker room? And because your division is so weak right now, especially, and maybe if things clear up, Rio comes back and, you know, some point Chris Statlander comes back from the injury and other things happen. Your human division gets better. And some of these people who are developmental become, you know, as good as we hope they could be at some point. But as I said in the beginning, do the positives outweigh the negatives of what Tessa Blanchard could do for your company? A company like WWE, who has other problems like Austin Theory and, you know, a Velveteen Dream who could be out, you know, any moment now, who knows, but they deal with this type of stuff. They're a big enough company that could just get lost in the shuffle. But for AEW, who is, like said, Hulk Hogan will never be part of our company because of the racist stuff he said. Can you bring in Tessa Blanchard? That, that's like, you know, that's the key point here. So a couple of things. One, Tessa Blanchard, guess how old she is? What is she, like 24, 25? She's 25 years old. She has been, she has been, she's, she's a prodigy. Um, Okay, so a couple of things. One, as you guys may see, if you're watching a video or, you know, if you're listening, I will let you know, I'm African-American. So, um, nope. So I'm African-American. So um, uh, these kind of stories hit me hard. The Hogan story was real bad because it was videotaped and um, I'm married to a white woman. And so to hear the whole thing of like, you know, this guy's not good enough to date my daughter because of the color of his skin. That stuff always really resonates very, very hard with me. Um, Cause it, it just resonates very, very hard with me. It's like, I'm not good enough to date a white person just cause I'm black. And so that, that, that's always, that's tough. Um, and so the tough with Te- Tessa Blanchard's terrible. It's really, really bad. Um, she was t- probably 21 years old when this happened. There's no excuse for that at all. We've seen stuff with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. We've seen stuff with the Sean Jackson. Um, you know, we've seen stuff with the the uh, pitcher Josh uh, Josh Hader with the Brewers. Uh, so we've seen this like we've seen racist things happen and said before. What people grow up and people grow up or they you know get caught so they will feel bad about it. Um, so some people do now, Jackson Riker's a grown man. So at this point he, he is where he is and WWE still allows him to be on TV, which is insane to me. Yeah. So it's also Blanchett. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to talk to the female locker room, mm-hmm. talk to the whole locker room, not just the female locker room, talk to all the locker room, particularly talk to the African-American wrestlers and ask them, 
Are you okay with, and you know, the, the Latinx wrestlers, you know, all the wrestlers, but especially the minority wrestlers and say, are you okay with the, after everything that's transpired with this woman, are you okay bringing her in? If the wrestlers, and that's something the WWE would never do. They don't give a shit. If they say, yes, we'd be okay with bringing her in. Then you bring her in. Uh, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the kind of football, the football life podcast, the audible, a lot of these NFL teams have like a, a veterans committee where the coach will tell, will ask, tell the veterans, Hey, I'm thinking about signing this player who is not, they don't do that every time, but you know, for special cases, we're thinking about signing this player who could be a locker room cancer or whatever. And oftentimes the team has to like sign off on whether that's a good idea. There's a reason why you've seen guys not sign for a long time. I'm not talking about like Kaepernick or Eric Davis. I'm talking about guys who had a lot of other issues and who were kind of locker room cancers. So if you do that with AEW and the locker room says, Hey, we're okay. Especially, you know, Scorpio sky, big swole, you know, big swole is very much about like the black lives matter movement and things like that. If those people say it's okay, it's okay for me. I'm okay. And I think everybody else should be okay. But you also give her a contract where if there's any shit that goes that you, there's no margin forever. If anything goes down, you're out. So you also do that too. So that's how I would handle it. Yeah. I think that's a very smart uh, way to handle it. Like I said, and the and you can see the people that they are pushing in this, this latest, in this angle, both African young African-American females, who, like I said, might not be ready for this spot. And, sure, you know, sure, sure, not ready. Sure, and the person sure not you could be bringing spot. in would be basically kind of replacing them in a high-ranking spot in the company. So, I mean, it's a tricky situation. But, uh, Jay, I want to, I appreciate, you know, you taking this conversation, you know, very seriously and giving your heartfelt opinion on, once again, a subject that, for some people, you know, it might be hard to talk about, especially in these times. So, Listen, uh, I'm, dr- I'm drinking a really good beer. I'm, I'm in a good, I'm in a good mood. Uh, my friends in Rochester, New York, my teacher friends are starting to get the vaccine. So that's great. Hopefully it comes to, um, you know, hopefully the 1B phase comes to Illinois soon. Uh, we're going to, Sharon and I are going away for a couple of days. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood. And, and I think these are things that are important for people to hear about too and getting different perspectives. Not like Tessa Blanchard said this thing. She's a race. She's gone forever. Or she didn't mean it. Let's bring her back. There's, there's, there's so much stuff that's in the gray in life other than Trump. There's so much stuff that's in the gray in life that we have to always take, we always have to kind of see where everything is at, you know, in my, in my opinion. Um, uh, but, but not, 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 certainly not, uh, certainly not 45. That is, there's no, there's no gray there. We, we, okay. we, he's been impeached twice. He's the only president to be that way. There's no gray there. Okay. You're impeached twice. Okay. And I know Corey wants to be Mr. Down the Middle or whatever, but there's no down the middle here because the Republicans voted for the impeachment too. I don't disagree. I think you should have got it's not this podcast. I totally agree after what happened last Monday. She should be impeached this time around. Um, so Jay, as everyone gets ready to enjoy uh, this weekend, enjoy the uh, slate of football games, enjoy the start of hockey, Enjoy watching Harden, you know, maybe not eat, you know, seven burritos a night at, at the local strip club in, uh, in Brooklyn. Apparently that's what he was doing uh, to stay out of shape. So he got traded in Houston. Might affect their economy a little bit as a result. 
But uh, Jay, enjoy the football. Good luck with the uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers this weekend. Enjoy your trip out of in little serenity. I know you can't say it because your wife might beat you up, but uh, go Browns. And uh, Jay, as always, enjoy hard target. And the final word is yours. Two things. Lord Octopus, hot butcher this week. That's the beer of the week. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, that being said, I think we're done here. See ya.